And now, the Awkward High Five Podcast presents Devin's Things I Like. I'm Devin, and this is what I really like. You want to know what I like? I like ginger snaps. I like everything about ginger snaps. From the gingery taste to the snap it makes when I bite into them. I like ginger snaps so much that the next redheaded girl I date, I'm going to nickname ginger snaps. That way, when we're together and someone asks me what my favorite thing in the world is, I'll say ginger snaps, and she'll feel really good about herself. But secretly, I'll mean the cookie. Ginger snaps, you're what I really like. in there. <laughs> Couple snakes. Oh, my gunshots are low. <laughs> okay. Spread it on. <laughs> oh, man. I gotta, I gotta read. I was so excited about my new gunshots. I'm gonna do this shotgun one more time. That sounds like a one-handed Arnold. Shotgun cock. Welcome to the Awkward High Five Podcast. My name is Devin. And I'm Richie. Smile, Dawn, you smile, <laughs> because the whole world is a great world after all. I never saw that movie all the way through. I never sat down. And you've never watched Roger Rabbit from beginning I've, to end? Not from beginning to end, no. So you've ne- you didn't see the moment that was freaked me out as a child and still to this day haunts my dreams. What, when uh, Christopher Lloyd's face melts? Yeah, when he's oh, like, I've seen that, yeah. And she looked just yeah. like this! <laughs> yeah. Or whatever he says. Yeah, I, that's, that's stuck in my head, too. I remember when I was a kid, uh, when I came out, and I, and I found out that that was Doc Brown, and then I was afraid of Doc Brown. I was like, <laughs> I, can't, I can't look at fucking Doc Brown. Yeah, I was afraid of that, and I was afraid of the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> When uh, they look into the arc. And then, yeah, right. And they melt. And everyone starts melting. Yeah. Yeah. That fucked with me a little bit. You, it just goes to show how stupid children are. <laughs> yeah. Know? Like, I watched I watched the movie where cartoons and humans coexist, and I was afraid because I thought the villain was a real thing that was going to come and get me. And then you associate it with a movie where someone flies a DeLorean into the future, <laughs> yeah, right, and then exactly. you're afraid of that man. And he gets shot by Libyans. <laughs> Um, I was afraid of Biff. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's, future Biff. You know, it's funny now, and sometimes the internet's funny. Most of the time, the internet isn't funny. And most of the time, it's just stupid shit that people put up there. But every once in a while, somebody puts something funny on the internet, and um, I'm still talking in my things I like voice. So I can't get out of it now. Uh, and people are now uh, associating Donald Trump with Biff from the future. Future Biff. Yeah. Oh, that makes so much sense. It really does. Even down to the looks. Like if you like future Biff is like he's slimy and he's got like the the, the hair like the yeah, the, you yeah. Know, the weird and hair. He's and got shit. that big building that's like the only building in town. Yeah. It's like Trump Plaza. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's like, and and I think I and I don't know for sure. Um, but I think that I read that one of the producers of Back to the Future 2 said that they kind of based future biff off of donald trump makes sense. which makes sense but anyway when i saw that i fucking fell out laughing because it's so fucking true it's funny you brought that up right off the bat and i wasn't even really going to talk about this but i have to just mention it real quick because i'm not a political person i've never voted which You're is not a political you, punk not a political punk no um i've never voted yeah which is sad to say i, I guess i should why you now but tell why, me why why have i never voted well, well yeah okay first tell me why you've never voted and then tell me why it's sad not to vote well i've never voted because there's never been one person where i'm like you know what he's gonna change this world and said that's worthy of my check mark okay <laughs> you know I, I i've never liked one person enough to actually motivate me enough to go out there and vote right and now it's just getting worse and worse so when am i ever gonna vote you know well uh, it's funny that you say that because I also have never voted, um, and the reason why I've never voted is because I don't see there being a reason to vote, whether I like uh, 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 someone who's running or not, because the way that the electoral uh, system's set up, especially where we're from, if you live in New Jersey or New York, 
it, 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 it you're it's a blue state. Right. The votes are going to go to the Democratic no- nominee right. no matter what. It really doesn't matter if you vote or not. And I and people get and I understand that people that grew up in the time where like voting was a real privilege and stuff like like even my parents they'll say you have to vote. It's something you have to do. But I have not yet had one person prove to me that my vote counts. Yeah. And until then. We're never gonna have a Dewey Truman dilemma, right? Exactly. Or, yeah. or even if they, even if we do, they're just gonna fix it for their guy anyway. Right. Everybody forgets fucking Florida with Bush. I mean, they yeah. literally rigged an election in front of our faces. So mm. if that, if that just shows you that your vote doesn't fucking count, I mean, at once I remember that happening, and I was, you know, I was in my twenties or early twenties then, I think. Yeah. So I was old enough to like, I didn't care about politics. Well, but we I, all knew it was a farce. Yeah, right. But I like, I you know, got into that story, and I remember just feeling defeated, just being like, oh. Okay, well, it doesn't matter. Yeah. They're going to put whoever the fuck they want in there anyway. Exactly. But the funny thing, and I'll let you say what you're going to say in a second, but the se- the funny thing about that is this year uh, it was the first year that I was thinking that I might actually go vote, but only if the person that I really want is there, and I don't think he will be. So anyway, so what were you going to say? Um, no, just saying how um, this election is really scary, and it's not that... I'm so off the fucking grid where it doesn't matter who's president. Right. You know, I'm pretty much just a nomad in this world. Right. So it really doesn't matter to me who who the president is. But I fear for the people who it does make a difference to. Yeah, no, I get it. I really, you know, I feel for them and I feel for this country. And it's just, it's really sad to look at these cartoon characters argue with each other and I just think, holy shit, we are we just must be a fucking laughing stock to the rest of the world. And we are. And mm. and and that's for sure. Um I mean America's America's being the number one country, like that's over with. Yeah. That reign is done. We're not the best country in the world. We're far from it. We're so corrupt and so and everything's so in the in the corporate pocket that it, it, it just can't. We are a cartoon. We're like a fucking like vaudeville show, dude. I watched the the Republican debates the other night, and, and it, it was like it was like watching the what Saturday Saturday Night Live would do about the debates, yeah. you know. But it was the real debate, and there was a dick joke. Right. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, Donald Joe Trump. Donald Trump just said said he had a big dick. Yeah. He said that people because he has small hands. People are saying he has a small dick, but he was like, "This dick is loud." You yeah. Know? Did but, he say that? He said this dick is loud. No. He's, uh, he just said something like, uh, "Like um, people say that if you have small hands, that insinuates that other things are small." And I'm here to tell you that there was no problem there. Or something wow. Like that. But but here here's here's the thing. <laughs> like a literal dick measuring contest. Yeah. Right. I'm actually I'm actually proud. Of, I shouldn't use the word. Hillary's proud. got the biggest dick. Yeah, definitely. She's. I bet you she's a Ziggy <laughs> nose. <laughs> I was just thinking that. Oh lord, that Ziggy nose is swinging. Apparently, uh, her husband's supposed to be swinging a fucking uh, a dick around. Yeah, swinging yeah. an eggplant. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, what was I gonna say? And when they fuck, it must be just clash of the danglers. Do you you think that they've fucked since nineteen fucking seventy five? You know, they yeah. they're not. They're just together. They're a political team. They right. I doubt that they even sleep in the same building as Ugh. each other. Anyway, uh, what was I gonna say about this election? I I like. I have this election. Unlike most people, has given me hope for America, and here's why. Um, I've never, I've never depended on the political system to to uh, to help or harm, because I just know that it's corrupt, and that's fucking what's going to happen, right? But I've always been disappointed in America, in the in the voters of America, the citizens of America, because they they continue to allow this to happen. They continue to elect these fucking politicians that that are just bullshit, that are in the corporate pocket, that are just that are they're for the the rich interests and everything like that. But what we're seeing this election, I like on both sides. Uh, one, um, the the out the outpouring support for Bernie Sanders. Now, look, I'm a realist on this. I do not believe that Bernie Sanders is going to be the Democratic nominee. I wish that he was, and that would be the person that I would go vote for. So it's going to be Hillary. You're saying? It, yes. Yeah. It, yeah. But but is that when numbers are showing? Uh, yeah, that's kind of what all, all the experts are saying. All right. I mean, who knows? It could, you know, it could, and I would love for it to change. Um, I support everything that Bernie Sanders is for. And, and, and not to make this a race thing, but isn't he Jewish? Yeah, he's Jewish. That could be a problem. I know. Yeah. It's a problem in the South. That's the thing. Yeah. It's on the coasts. He's cool. It's, it's middle America. Right. right? Yeah. And, uh, but, but the thing is the, 
all of the uh, what, and I'm throwing up the air shrimp again here, mm-hmm. would be is called millennials. The people that are eventually that that are the generation behind us that are going to be running this this country when we're older. Um, these all these people are all for Bernie Sanders, and so that shows that these people are all for progression. Which is great. I mean, because that that means that no matter who gets into office now, and it might be there for the next four or eight years, these kids that are in their early twenties now, when they're in their late twenties and they're in their in their thirties, they're they're still going to believe in that in the beliefs that they have now. You know that that, that everyone should, it, things should be more equal. Everyone should be taken care of. All that stuff. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it's a nice thought. But what if you take half of those people, these people you're talking about, they grow up to be wealthy business owners who want to vote Republican? Well, just, but here's the thing. Just because you become a wealthy business owner doesn't mean there's a lot of wealthy business owners out there that fucking want to vote for Bernie Sanders. Really? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it, it, you just, or you're automatically Republican when, when you own a Because you have money? Yeah. No. Hmm. I thought that's how it rolled. I mean, I think uh, some you people- You don't want your money taken. Some people feel that way, but but I mean, you have to realize that, and and you're right. I don't want to get too political on this. Yeah, but you have to realize that that it it is we're in a society together, and we're not fucking enemies of each other. Right, and that's a beautiful thought. But unfortunately, that's not how everybody thinks. But I think I I, I, I was I was watching those Trump rallies, afraid for this country. Okay, here's the thing about Trump, and this is what I was going to say. Trump. Trump's the people that support Trump, although you're fucking idiots and he's a maniac and, and, and a joke. But I get where you're coming from. And I also see hope from that as well. And the reason why is because most people aren't supporting Trump because they actually believe in what he's saying. Most people are supporting Trump because they're so fed up of being of being fucking fucked over by the political system, by our government for so long that they're willing to literally say, let's blow this thing the fuck up. Like, yeah, Trump might be a horrible president. He might start World War III. He might be the next fucking Hitler, like Louis C.K. just said, or something like that. However, I would rather see that than another corporate shill in office for the next fucking four or eight years. So, although the people that are that are empowering Trump, I don't I don't agree with because I don't agree with with Trump's racism and his fucking and his bigotry and all the shit that he talks about. But I do kind of sympathize in the fact of that these people at least are this is them kind of saying we're fucking fed up and if this means we got to put this fucking joke in office to to switch to blow everything up and switch everything around you know that we're gonna we're gonna fucking do it and either way to me that's hopeful yeah you know it's a little scary with of course it's scary you know and normally shit like that i just laugh at you know and say things are going to be things no matter what goes on but that's fucking scary man to me it is it, it, anyway. of course, yes i i totally agree that it's scary i don't want to see fucking trump be the president of the united states it's it's scary it's embarrassing it's everything that it's that it's made out to be however you know like something has to fucking change yeah you know and like so so it, it's always the safety thing you know like are you willing to risk some fucking safety in order for some real change? And 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 again, I don't think that Trump's going to make this uh, this country better. Who knows? He might. You know, like my hope is this: is that all this bullshit he's talking about building walls and fucking depo- and deporting people out of the country and all that shit. I hope that that just drops. Like, I hope that if he does get into the presidency. That stuff kind of just goes away because every president does that. Think about all the yeah. all the all the uh, promises that Obama made that never came through. Every that's what people do. They run on shit, hey, then course. they get in office, and then they they forget about that shit. Yeah. So I'm hoping that this is all business plan of his, and that shit's not really going to be there. And then maybe he could get in there and use some of his business acumen to actually make some real changes. Who knows? You know, yeah, that's a good way to look at it. You know, I'm being hopeful there. Yeah. However. Just the, I think just the trends in this election so far show that the normal middle class or lower class American citizen is is n- now fed up with everything, but also more knowledgeable than they've been in the past. 
you know, because knowledge is everything. As soon as you know the way things are actually working, then you could fucking, you know, then you could say like, oh, this is fucked up. We need to make a change. Yeah. You know, back then before the Internet and before before all that stuff, people in middle America, they're like, oh, that guy likes Jesus and he doesn't want women to kill them babies. I'm going to vote for him. You know what I mean? Like now people that are even Republicans might be thinking like. Yeah, uh, like, but we need this, or, or, or you know, the one percent does need to kick in a little bit more, whatever it may be, you know. So that's that's what makes me hopeful about this. Mm. It's nice to at least see people waking up and thinking. Is, yeah. is what I'm saying. Yeah, you know and, what I mean. That's tough to to happen. Yeah, to especially happen, yeah. in our wonderful country. Yeah. So you're uh, we're doing this this episode on a Saturday, so. I apologize to all of you that were my fault. We're, I'm still very ill. Actually, we're waiting. With bated breath for the Friday edition of Awkward High Five to come out. But Richie was sick and legit sick this time. It wasn't yeah. a, a disappearing act or anything. And I'm here like a good fighting em- the virus. Like a good employee. You yeah. you texted out. Exactly. You called out, said I'm sick, I can't I come thinking. in. So instead of of just uh dropping the whole show, we we made some time today out of our busy schedules. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm feeling a little bit better today, actually. Yeah? Yeah. Feeling good? No, I'm feeling good, but I'm feeling better. I'm actually getting sick. I can feel it. I can feel it just being in this room. I Pass could, the torch. I can feel the sickness coming out of you and into me. You feel the ick. Yeah, it sucks. The ick, moldy cheese. So, um, uh, we, uh, it, so way back on this show, I was talking about my descent into minimalism, mm-hmm. right? And, uh, um, and I haven't really talked about it much because I haven't done much because I'm kind of like in a stalemate as far as life goes. Like, I still haven't found uh, a place to live yet. And I and I and I still don't have like a set general uh, income stream, if you want to call it that. You know, I, I'm kind of like piecemealing everything together, and I have been. But I decided that I was going to start getting rid of everything I own this month, and I have been. It's been like three weeks. What have you gotten rid of? Uh, a lot of shit. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've gotten rid of everything. You gotta check with me. What if it's shit that I want? <laughs> <laughs> I told you one night after the show, I, I had a bin of like, like shit, like DVDs and shit. I was like, take whatever you want. And you're like, I'm not looking at this right now. Oh, uh, I don't remember. Yeah. But, um, yeah, <laughs> I sold all, pretty much all my electronics. So this is what I wanted to tell you. So this is what, I, this is what I'm left with. Some stuff I still have, but that's eventually going to go away. It's already in the get rid of box. I sold what I could. Where do you sell this stuff? Most of it on eBay. Yeah. Yeah. And people bite. Yeah. Yeah. Really? I've made some cash, but it's really not even about the, I mean, believe me, I need any fucking money I can right now, but it's also not about the money. It's like anything that I could get a couple bucks for, I'm going to sell. Um, but if I can't, then I'm going to give it away. And then the stuff that I can't give away, I'm just fucking throwing out. Yeah. So here's here's my list of things that uh that I have that I'm going to keep. Um, I'm going to keep my television mm-hmm. um, because not. But here's the thing: I'm not going to have ca- I'm not going to have cable. So I don't I don't want like a lie. I don't want like a like a constant stream of entertainment entering my home. Even though having the internet's like that, but like <laughs> but like I I just take away the temptation of just turning on the TV and just zoning out to fucking die hard on TBS or something. You yeah. know what I mean? But I am, or just holding down the you know search through television fucking button, and you're just scanning through what's on, and you're thinking about shit, and before you know it, you went through channels one through a thousand at least five times. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. Did I even see what was on? Right. Exactly. Like I, I just don't want that to be a part of my life. I'd rather be reading a book or writing a song or working on this podcast or anything else besides just you know. But I'm, but you know, TV's big and it's expensive, and I watch movies. I'm, I, I enjoy movies, so I'm, I'm going to keep that. I'm keeping my PlayStation Four, um, mostly because that is my entertainment hub. So like that will be that's basically just a really expensive Netflix machine. But whatever, keeping <laughs> that. Um, and uh, these are the DVDs. Now I had a, a ton of DVDs, like and video games and all that shit. I've I've pretty much gotten rid of everything, but these are the ones that I decided to keep. Let me know what you think. Um, I kept uh, my news radio seasons one through five DVDs. Of course. I think that's pretty. I mean, news radio is the best sitcom ever made, and I love it, and I need it, and yes, the best sitcom ever made. I'm talking to you, Seinfeld. Uh, so, and also, whenever I do move into a new place, which I'm going to be doing very soon. Um, there's always that little that little time period between when they hook the internet up and shit like that, and you don't like have anything or cable or anything yeah. to watch. You just gotta ride those DVDs. Watch those through. news yeah. radios. So I have that. I'm keeping my my full state of DVD. Course, of course. Um, I'm keeping uh the Roy Orbison Night in Black and White. Ooh, because that I watch that constantly all the time. 
Um, and uh, and that's it. I'm getting rid of everything else. Those three. That's it. Yeah. Wow. Everything the else. Holy Trinity. Everything else is gone. So I got Roy. I got the boys in the state, and I got the news radios. Um, and uh, everything else is out. Um, and then I'm keeping um my couch. Obviously, I mean, you know, like the bed, the couch, some cooking supplies. Now let me think if there's anything else. Uh, what are we talking guitar wise? Have you? Well, that's the thing. You know, um, I'm I'm also going to keep about twenty guitars. But but here, have any of them went? No, no, no. I'm not selling my I'm not selling so. my guitars. I'm not selling my guitars. Good. My father good. has a studio that I could keep my guitars in. They won't be with me. I'll probably only take one or two. I'll probably bring an electric. I'll probably bring a Gibson, a Fender, and acoustic. So I have my my bases covered, uh-huh. and then everything else. I'm I'm basically kind of just giving to my father so i am it's not going to be there it's not going to be something i have to maintain or take care of but it'll it's still going to be in the studio you yeah, know what i mean so that kind of thing but um but yeah that's i think that's it and then, oh and another thing is i got rid of i didn't even think of this as being a part of it but it felt so good when i did it is i got rid of like three-fourths of my clothes oh yeah yeah I went to my storage space because all my shit's been in storage for a year i went to my storage space and i had all these fucking big black fucking garbage bags full of clothes and i just i dumped them all on the floor and i looked at them all and i made a pile of what i was actually going to wear and a pile of what i could get rid of and the pile that what i could get rid of was like three times the size of the pile i was going to wear and i fucking tossed them all and it just felt fucking great like get it out you know but here's my problem that i've always had with clothes i love getting rid of them but then years down the road, you always pick that one shirt out like, damn, this is the shit. Yeah, but who gives a fuck? I know. You know I, exactly. I mean? Exactly. Who does give a fuck? But that does happen with clothes. Yeah. Anyway, I'm excited. It, 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 it all, I already feel better. Yeah, you've uncluttered your life. Yeah, there's, there's not any fucking shit there. Mm-hmm. You know, like fucking. And of course, I'll have my laptop and, and, and the shit that we need for the show yeah. and stuff like that. I'm the same but way, only man. essentials. Yeah, I like to live G.G. Allen style. <laughs> you know, in case I got to get up and run, you know, and have enough stuff to just throw into a paper bag and go. Is that why, <laughs> is that why you have that, uh, that tombstone tattoo on your tit? It <laughs> yeah. says, uh, live free. What is it? Live free or die? Die scum fuck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Live free or die. <laughs> Don't tread on me. <laughs> Don't tread on me. Why Gigi? would I ever think that Gigi Allen had a tattoo that said "Live free or die"? Um, doesn't he have that really cool t- uh, tombstone tattoo that says "Live free or die"? No, it says "Die scum fuck." <laughs> yeah, die scum fuck. Get and AIDS and die. And it was made with a needle and thread. Yeah, and that needle's now dead of AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> Five minutes after the tattoo, the needle disintegrated. <laughs> He was a gross motherfucker. Huh? Oh, yeah. My skin is like paper. Oh, disgusting. Dis- and every single person that you show that DVD to that is always like, who's Gigi Allen? And you're like, oh, prepare for this. Yeah. And you show it to him, has nightmares. I remember when I first showed it to a friend of mine, he actually took the DVD out of his room and put it in the trunk of his car because he was afraid <laughs> of the DVD being in his room. <laughs> Like that's like uh, what I did with the Chucky doll. Yeah, yeah. But he, but he was afraid. He that locked she- the DVD case because it was the hated DVD and it had his eyes on it. <laughs> so he put it in the trunk, locked it away. He's like laying in bed at night, checking under his bed to see if yeah. Gigi Allen's under there. It's true, man. Uh, it, but that, how good is that documentary? I mean, it's it amazing. could be one of the best documentaries of all time. It's scary. Yeah, but it's great. And talk about a micro penis. Yeah, super micro. Yeah, and it, always tugging on it. I bet you Gigi Allen had small hands. Yeah, he must have always been on acid because he's always tugging. Trying on, to like, stretch it out. <laughs> yeah, like Play-Doh. Present it a little bit better. <laughs> um. I well, think it's like Play-Doh. Rest in peace. Remember when we played with the Murder Junkies? Yeah. And uh, Dino wanted to use my drum seat. And I was like, hell no, naked man. <laughs> and I was drunk as shit, too. But I still had enough common sense to say no to his nude ass. Because then my drum seat would have smelled like Dino's poo. <laughs> <laughs> and the funny thing about Dino is that he thought him playing naked was requested by the audience. Yeah, like they liked it or whatever. Yeah. It's often requested. <laughs> um... So uh, yeah, and then who knew that the guy who fucking did hated would go would go on to be this giant fucking comedy movie director? Who did hated? It's the same guy who uh, who did the Hangovers. That's the director of the Hangovers. The same director of Hated. Nicholas Stoller? No, 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 no. It's uh, um, Todd something. Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that Hated was his first movie. Really? Yeah. I guess he was a punk kind of guy from New York City, and he made that documentary. Then he went on. What did he do after that? Hang on, I'm actually going to look it up. After what? It's pretty interesting. After Hated or after yeah. the Hang? Oh. He did, I think he did Old School. 
Yeah. He did um He did a bunch of those. The the comedies that have are just named of what they are. You know, like old school, fucking the hangover, hall pass. Like those are all Todd Phillips. Right, the, right. The, those two thousand to two thousand and ten comedies. That's he, all him. he did um Yeah, he did Hated. And then he did Old School. Well, he did a, a documentary on Fish, I think, after that. Right. Then he did Old School. And then he did um, he did a couple things no one knows in between. Then he did Hangover, Due Date, and then all the other Hangovers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Isn't that fucking crazy? <laughs> yeah, good for him, man. It's quite the resume. He went from fucking like videoing with a video camera, a guy taking a shit in a fucking dingy club in New York City, <laughs> to fucking directing one of the biggest comedies of all time. So you That's think a fucking that footage career. is from his handheld camera, or you think it was a like a collective? Oh, I don't know, but a lot of it is. Like a lot of really? those uh, those interviews, like that when he's in the um, hotel room with him, and he's like, oh. "That's him in there." Yeah, that's him. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. Asking the questions. Yeah, that so, was like a. So almost... Todd Phillips has AIDS. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I wonder if I wonder if Todd Phillips got like tied down and like face fucked <laughs> by Gigi Allen's micro dick. <laughs> Probably. Hey, Todd Phillips, let me piss in your mouth. Look, we're gonna do we're gonna do this documentary, but only if I can shit on your forehead. <laughs> that's it. I'm gonna burn a bridge, and you're gonna go down. <laughs> And my brother Merle's going to tape it. Yeah, Merle. Jesus Christ. What a fucking psycho that man was. There was nothing really about Gigi Allen that bothered me. I always saw it as kind of like a circus thing. Uh, we actually used to cover one of his songs. Yeah. But I'll tell you what bothered me the most. I know what you're going to say. What is it? When, when His funeral? No. Yeah, that's what bothered me the most. What's when, up with his funeral? When, I don't think when I know he about when he died, they fucking like uh at his funeral like at his wake or whatever, like his brother and all his friends like were like walking around with the corpse and posing with it and shit. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. There's a cover of a Murder Junkies album where it's Gigi Allen's corpse and they have it like propped up and they're all like around it like That's crazy. Yeah, that freaked me the fuck you out. You know what freaks me out? In the documentary, um they talk about his childhood and in a real creepy way, they talk about how their dad was a psychopath, right? And how he would always dig graves in the in the shed because he would always make plans to murder the whole family, but never went through with it. But he would dig their graves, really, and say, "Today's the day I murder you all." But then he wouldn't do it. I guess maybe that's where they got murder junkies from. That's his dad fucking was a murder junkie. That's effective parroting. Seriously, do your homework. Uh, I don't want to do my homework. Okay, I guess I'm digging that grave now. <laughs> You know what's in the shed, right? Your grave. <laughs> it just and he just has like Gigi and yeah. Merle like on sticks. Uh, yeah, those weak ass crosses. Like the fucking yeah, the stick crosses <laughs> that people put in their front yard on Halloween. Yeah, Merle. R.I.P. Merle. And <laughs> Merle's gotta come home from fucking school every day and see his own cross. Here lies Merle. <laughs> And then they interview like his fifth grade teacher and he has some weird accent. I think he was from like Vermont or some shit. And he oh, has, I know that teacher. And he's, he's definitely like, like a raper. Gigi, he was a Wolverine. <laughs> he calls him a fucking Wolverine. Well, the thing that they show in that documentary is that like Gigi, like I guess Merle and his crew were all fucking maniacs. Yeah, remember the friends? And yeah, like, right. a bug flies by and the dude's like, oh. <laughs> and, but Gigi was like okay, and then and then uh, and he, really remember the picture of him dressed like a girl. Well, that's but no, they, that's the thing is that he he was like okay, he was like I'm sure he was nuts, but he wasn't Gigi Allen. And then he didn't do drugs or anything. And then they dosed him right in his Dunkin' Munchie. Yeah, they <laughs> dosed they fucking dosed him with acid, which is like you don't think that that ever really happens. That his brother and his friends dosed him with acid, and then the next day he like showed up in a dress and just started being a maniac. Wow, so. Acid okay. unlocks some shit. Shit. I bet you he wished Merle was buried in the shed. <laughs> Here lies Merle. <laughs> Our beloved Gigi and Merle didn't do their homework. Didn't eat all their... Eat all your vegetables or you're getting in the grave. <laughs> eat all your Dunkin' Munchies. Don't waste the acid. Okay. We just spent way too much time on Gigi Allen. <laughs> That's never enough. <laughs> Rest in peace. Burn bridge. Going down. Going down. Uh, Gigi, what's your favorite song? Well... We got one called I Love Nothing. <laughs> I fucking love that. I Love Nothing. That's when he was like on Oprah or something, right? He was on Geraldo. Uh, Remember he was rocking that big cane, that yeah. like staff? <laughs> it was staff, big old galoshes, like uh, Daisy Dukes, hoodie, hat, AVs, stash, no teeth. <laughs> that was the look. He's, he was uh, an original guy. And a big old wizard staff. 
you know, um, uh, a lot of a lot of the people that I, I I look up to in music are people that I know that I probably wouldn't get along with if I hung out. Like like Kurt Cobain, I feel like me and him probably wouldn't have gotten along. Oh hell no! Or even Chris Hanna, I don't feel like me and him would get along because he's like such a militant, like you know, whatever. Or like Joe Strummer, I don't feel like me and Joe Strummer would have gotten along. But these are all three of my favorite bands, right? Um, however. I no like I I I know that me and Gigi Allen wouldn't have gotten along, and and I also kind of don't even like his music for it. You know what I mean? Like I just like oh, he's like sucks, he's so. such like a scumbag that I'm like even your music kind of sucks. Yeah, well I'm just you know I would never even want to talk to Gigi in fear of getting hit with feces, a thumb in my ass, or a micro penis rubbed <laughs> on my cheek. <laughs> well, you don't have to worry about it anymore. He's in Dad's grave now. Thank God. Uh, okay, that's enough <laughs> Gigi talk. All right. Um, Although, I, if, if anybody at home has never seen a documentary hated, or if for some reason you don't know who Gigi Allen is, which I, I couldn't imagine people in 2016 not knowing who he was, but if you don't, do yourself a favor, find a documentary hated, strap in for one of the craziest two hours the of your shit life, out of yourself. and then lock it in the trunk of your car afterwards. <laughs> and uh. go dig graves in the shed. <laughs> fucking weird so you were talking before the show about something that i know absolutely nothing about which is uh ufc fighting oh well you know what i know absolutely nothing about ufc fighting but as a lot of people know well actually tonight's the fight between uh the notorious conor mcgregor and uh some lackey they threw in because his opponent dropped out uh nate diaz or whatever nick diaz one of the diaz johnny bros. diaz johnny diaz is it johnny diaz billy diaz i hope it's johnny some diaz. dude who is the most like worst body in professional sports i don't know how he's a fighter because uh, this guy looks like you flick him and his chest caves in but he's gonna yeah, fight conor mcgregor sometimes like I, I sometimes i'll like see these ufc fights and some of the guys will just be like fat yeah you know what i mean yeah. but i guess they're just fucking strong as shit this dude i don't know what his he just looks so out of shape but anyway my thing is this guy gets a lot of fans and he does a lot of shit talking and maybe and he backs it up and that that probably is what brings the fans but what i was saying was just his outlook on life is just so inspirational He's uh he like he's a big believer in the law of attraction. They call him Mystic Mac. Okay, okay so this is Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor okay. from Dublin, super Irish dude. Ah, uh, okay. Kick serious ass. They call him Mystic Mac because he predicts the outcomes of his fights, right? And he they come. Uh, let true. me guess his outcome. I'm gonna win. Well, no, he he like predicts how how long how oh, he's going to do say. it uh-huh. because he he studies the human anatomy. He studies his opponent. He's just really obsessed with the sport. And he's a big believer in the law of attraction. And the reason why he talks so much shit is because he's a believer in if you think it and you say it, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it, it blows my fucking mind. Just the arrogance is acceptable because it's like, wow, you're that fucking good, dude. Like, I I, I can't hate you. You could talk as like he'll say the dumbest shit. That he'll be like, oh, I'll fucking hit you so hard. Your brother's going to feel it. I'll be bouncing your head off the mattress. You know, like stupid ass shit. You know, it's just it's unbelievable. Like I'll fight you in your own backyard. Look at you. The worst body I've ever seen. It's just like the craziest shit you've ever like stupid shit that uh-huh. someone says. But then he backs it the fuck up. But is, you know, if is that arrogance? I don't see that as arrogance. Like if you're if you're confident and and you have a positive outlook, you know, that like that. I don't think that's arrogance. Arrogance is like, you know, I'm better than everybody. Like he's probably I don't know, because, again, I don't know anything about the sport. But from what you're telling me, I could guess that he's the type of person that respects his opponent. Right. Like he's the type of dude that would probably I guess like, when the fight's over. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. like. Like, he probably doesn't go around thinking that he could kick, and I might be totally wrong, but he probably doesn't go around thinking that he could just beat everybody's fucking ass, and he's the best fighter in the world. He probably just knows that he's a very proficient fighter. And he and, studies and, his opponent. Right, exactly. And yeah. he knows, yeah, and he he's, he's think done that his is, homework and that gone is into what it. Right? Exactly, it is. Yeah. It's just, uh, just that whole law of attraction thing, man, it really, it blows my mind, like, how it could, it's so very true. Yeah. And... And his outlook on it is amazing, and I give the dude man respect because, you know, he predicts the outcomes of his fights just by being positive and saying it. Yeah, just saying it out loud. He says, you know, if you say if you think it and you don't say it, you're doubting yourself. But if you think it, you say it out loud, it will happen. Right. I bu- I bu- I subscribe to that one hundred percent. It's amazing. There's one. I don't know much. I I don't really know anything. 
But (laughs) but there's one thing that I know for sure. It might be the only thing in the world that I know for sure is that is that positive uh, thinking is you will get positive results from positive thinking 100% of the time. It might not happen. Like you can't just sit there and be like, I'd really like an ice cream sundae and then ping an ice cream sundae shows up. But if you're sitting there, if you go into any situation positively, not only will positive results come, but then when the inevitable like uh, like uh, setbacks and negative things come, you'll be able to get through those easier because you're already thinking positive about it. You know what I mean? Like it's there's yeah. there's I, I this I, and we've talked about this before. Most of my life, I've been a pretty negative person and I've worked really hard to change my shit around. And uh, and and I've seen that I've seen the change, you know, mm-hmm. this show, this show is part of that, you know, like I don't think I would ever would have come up with this idea for the show or i even if i did come up with the idea i probably my old self probably would have been like well it's too much work i gotta go buy all the fucking equipment and people aren't gonna fucking listen to it anyway so who gives a fuck let's not do it you Mm -hmm. know like that's my old self but after i started practicing positivity the way that i do and all that stuff and i don't want to get too fucking hippie about it but you know it was one of those things where i was like that's a great idea i'll get i'll I'll become friends with my best friend again we'll try to get him off of drugs we'll make some funny shows people listen to it and we're sitting here four months later and that's what fucking happened yeah you know like it it, that's you think that way and it'll you will make stuff happen that way yeah it's awesome and like i am a full believer in it you know i i i it's obvious that it works but for some reason i've always taken an opposite approach but I've taken the opposite approach when I know something. If I know the positive outcome is going to happen in my mind, and I have no doubt about it, I'm going to succeed at this, I'll expect the negative. And the reason why I do that is because if I sit there and I, and I just know the positive is going to happen and it doesn't, I'd rather not get crushed. Right. So if I know the positive is going to happen and in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, this is a no brainer. It's definitely going to happen. But I expect the negative. At least if the negative happens, I kind of was expecting it. But if the positive happens, I get a little taste of victory. <laughs> okay. That, Instead and, of being like, well, I fucking knew it. Wrapped around you like a bull and squeeze you little gazelle. But that's negative thinking. And here's why. Because I, I, because I understand that's the old thing, the old adage of uh, hope for the best, but expect the worst, right? Right. So are you going to do it like that for now? <laughs> um, but, uh, but the thing is, is that if you deep down inside, if your final thought is that the worst is going to happen, no matter how much you say it and, and, and act like you're positive, you're really still being negative. You have to truly believe that the positive thing that you want to happen is going to happen and then know that that um if if for some reason it doesn't that it doesn't matter that much and you're going to move on anyway that's the way to look at the situation you know what i mean but ruminating on the fact that that oh i really hope that this happens but i'm just going to i'm just going to tell myself that the bad things going to happen so i don't hurt that bad when it happens that's still willing negativity into the situation yeah, yeah. you know i've picked up on that yeah, yeah. you know because you can't I'm take a page out of the Irishman's book. You get you can't look. I could get I could start talking about fucking vibrations and fields and yeah. shit and all that crazy shit. But uh, but the the fact of the matter, the sole fact is, is if you put positivity into the world, you will get positivity back. Yeah. You put negativity in the world, you will get negativity. Yeah, back. no doubt. No I mean, doubt. they've done studies where they had uh, they had one person like when what? the rice turns black. Well, I don't know what the fuck that means. Really? Yeah. Right, you go. I'll tell you about the rice. Are you talking about like quantum physics and stuff? No, like, I'm talking like, about uh, negativity and positivity. Uh, but um, they had like studies where they would have a guy walk around like a busy street with like smiling, smiling and like not like interacting with other people, but just smiling and, and giving off positivity. And people would smile to him and like and oh, like wave course, to him. And then the guy who was walking around with like a frown on his face and, and, and giving off negativity, people like would actually start fights. Like there was there was this one thing I was watching where like it took a while. It wasn't like everybody it wasn't like fucking Grand Theft Auto, but like uh like like you're more apt to get into an altercation with somebody if oh, you walk around no-brainer. but not even not even you walking around trying to start fights if you're just walking around mm-hmm. angry that energy people will draw to yeah you. yeah yeah big believer it's fucking crazy uh the black Wait, did you just say you're a believer i'm a be- i'm a believer yeah because i'm a believer um i here, should sing more in this the show. black rice thing is there was two bowls of rice one rice, it's kind of like Ghostbusters 2. One rice. <laughs> One rice got uh, surrounded by positive energy, good vibes, good people, good things. The rice stayed delicious. 
the bowl of rice surrounded by negative energy, negative things, you know, like the Ghostbusters. They would talk shit to it. Uh-huh. Rice turned black. Really? Yeah. I've never heard of this. I'm going to look it up. Look it up. Black rice. So over time, it turned black. Yeah, it didn't instantly turn black. But the wh- yeah, right. I get it. But the white, but the white rice stayed, stayed fresh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and the negative rice turned black. Well, anyway, yeah. Not saying black is negative or anything. No, well. Oh, and that's another thing about Conor McGregor. He, uh, you know, because he's a shit talker and you know he's so good and all, he calls out Mayweather, right? So what does Mayweather say? Mayweather say Conor McGregor is proof that racism is still alive. Because he's Irish and he talks shit. And what does Conor McGregor say? Don't ever bring race into my talent ever again. Right. But that I'm so I'm misquoting him because he doesn't believe in talent, which is another great thing he says. He doesn't believe in talent. He believes we're all born equally. There's no such thing as talent. Right. If you want something and you obsess about it, you could be as good as you want to be. Yeah. In I anything. Be- I believe that. In anything. I believe that. And the only the way that I can relate in that, because if I didn't have this one thing, I would think that he's fucking out of his gourd. But the only way that I can relate is the fact that I'm a drummer. Because when we decided to start a band, wh- what was I saying? I'll be the singer. I'll be the harmonica player. I'll be the violinist. I didn't. I just wanted to be in a band with yeah, you. Right. I, I didn't know any instrument. I think you offered to pluck on the Jew harp. Yeah, <laughs> something like shake the egg. <laughs> I wanted to do something. And you were like, what are you going to do? You can't do shit. And I was like, oh, I'll be a drummer. I did not say that. <laughs> what are you going to do, asshole? You can't do shit. You're and then, nothing. And then my rice turned black and I went home. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was like, I'll be a drummer. And then I went outside and I dug a grave with me. <laughs> Here lies RTG. <laughs> right next to Merle. <laughs> so I just wanted to play the drums. So I fucking obsessed about it. I wanted it. And fucking now I'm the fastest, bestest drummer in the tri-state. Yeah, you are. I would say that. It's true. Um, non-practicing drummer. Yeah. Um, Never practicing. But uh, yeah, I, well, I, it, you know what? I was going to say the same thing, and I was going to say it about guitar. People ask me all the time. Well, not all the time, but in my job. You know, I worked with guitars in my old job. And a lot of people that I talked to were people who were just getting started, and I would there and I would show them a couple things, and I would just noodle around and like nothing big, like not even anything like crazy, like maybe just playing a simple chord progression or something, bar chords even. And they would always be like, "Man, how do you do that? Like, like I'm never gonna be able to do that." And I'm just like, "You just do it." Like I don't like I like yeah. There's always gonna be a Jimi Hendrix who was like they just him and the guitar were the same thing. Like that was a that was a different like weird fucking thing. Yeah, well that's a genius. But yeah, but but uh, but I mean anybody can play guitar. Right. Guitar is not fucking hard at all. Actually, all you have to do is sit down with a fucking guitar and want to play and the want guitar. to play the guitar. Yeah. And sooner or later you're gonna play the fucking guitar. That's what know? I used to tell my drum students. I say, do you want to be a drummer? or Do you not want to be a drummer? Because if you want to be a drummer, I don't even have to be here. Yeah, right. You know? Yeah, right. Yeah. So I mean, and that's and and that is true. You know, it, barring any physical limits, like like uh, like I would love to be a major league baseball player, but at 36, I don't think I'm gonna be breaking into the <laughs> Mets farm team anytime hey, soon. Man. If you want it, but uh, but um, but uh, otherwise, Think positive. What's the matter with you? Otherwise, yeah, you can fucking do what you want. We're we are way too positive and hippie for this show. We need to, <laughs> what? We need. To, <laughs> you know how many things I hate. That's what I'm saying. We're being. You know, we need to fucking. Oh, for this episode, you, you know what it is. This episode is white rice <laughs> because we opened it with the things that I like. I know, and so we're really super. This is it's working in front of us. <laughs> This is proof of the metaphysical. Yo, it is. I'm a full believer. And now the next episode, you're going to do another things I hate, and we're going to be like, life sucks, everything sucks. And we're going to be black rice. <laughs> oh, God. Well, you shouldn't have brought it up, because I want to see if it's going to happen. Oh, it is going to happen. It happens. I can't wait for black rice. I like being white rice. But I, I like being white rice, but I can't wait for black rice. But I do, I do feel like black, you know, black rice is like cooler, and yeah, uh, it's it, got a bigger dick. Yeah, it walks cooler. <laughs> Talks cooler. It could dance. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so anyway, I don't know. That's crazy that that fucking just, <laughs> I really just had a revelation here. Um, <laughs> this episode is white rice. <laughs> this is our white rice episode. <laughs> it started with the things. That's great. It's fucking true. Well, I'm not going to watch, uh, this guy fight because. Well, it's, it's probably going to be 20 seconds long. Like yeah. all his other fights. So but, but I like what you're saying about him. Yeah. I do like that. Yeah. It, it, you have, you know, look up his, uh, interviews. A lot of it's shit talking that you'll get through. But if you see him on, let's say Conan or where they actually ask him real questions, it's fucking beautiful. Yeah. You know, he, even though it's, he's tough to understand. He's got that Gaelic thing going on, but 
it's you know it's really inspiring however i do feel and i think i've even said this before and i'm going to say it again and nobody likes this opinion and this is the first negative this is the first black spot on our white rice on the show is that uh <laughs> is that i feel i i from what i've seen in this ufc i i think i think the ufc is a little more wwe than people like to think that it is it is i think that it i is. think that some of these guys are getting are getting characters written for them and they're overplaying the characters and uh, and I'm not saying that the matches are set up or fake. Like I think these guys are really fighting or whatever. Oh, they are. But but um but I feel like the the shit talking and the press conferences and all that stuff and for for the uh, for the fucking sound bites that they could throw up on the internet and everything. Well, you know I think what? those are rehearsed. I agree with you. But from what I notice, there's really not that much shit talking going on. There's really not that much character. This dude is enough character for the whole. UFC. Yeah, okay. There's really not... I mean, it's standard dudes that want to fight each other, but he's a fucking character. Right. But it's... It's just him being eccentric. It's not... It's. I don't think it's anything written. I think it's him. Okay. It's him all the way. Yeah. He is just fucking white bleached rice, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, good for him, and I hope he wins. Tonight is the fight? Yeah. Okay. Oh, he's gonna, he's gonna crush this, this dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I hope so. I mean, it sounds stupid. <laughs> yeah, he's he's gonna lose and become the most negative person in the world. Like everything <laughs> he, I said was bullshit. He turns black. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I'm turning black. Black Irish. Yeah, I'm Irish. <laughs> um, I'm not really from Dublin. So, uh, so oh, speaking of being a better person, actually, this this segues perfectly into this. So. So I've I you know I'm I'm really trying to be a better person uh, to everybody in my life, um, and uh, so I decided even driver buys while you jog. Yes, and people who ride the train. Yes. Okay. Yes. I just got to check. Yeah. 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 I'm not screaming shut the fuck up at anybody. Anyway. <laughs> right. That that phase is over with. You already grew up the fucking hard way. I did. Um, uh, fuck the world, but the world fuck. <laughs> uh, but so okay, so my my ex fiance Carla, she's becoming kind of a character on the show. We talk about her from time to time, and uh, it, it, you know it, it doesn't matter. It's it's been over a year now since uh, since we called off the wedding and broke up or whatever. But but the, let me just tell the, the listeners of Awkward High Five the type of ex boyfriend I am, because hopefully some of you fine ladies out there might get the chance to date me one day, and then sooner or later we'll be ex we'll be exes, and and you'll find out. Um, is uh, I'm the type of person that is very black rice of you. I know, I know. <laughs> I shouldn't have done that, but uh, but the the positivity as far as relationships go, that is something I'm still working on. Okay, I still feel like relationships are doomed, and why the fuck? Like you know what I mean? Let's just whatever. Uh, anyway, um, so but the type of boyfriend I am is that when we break up, I I just don't want anything to do with you. I watched. Have you seen the show Love on uh, Netflix? It's the new Judd Apatow thing. No, I watched it. Uh, I wasn't going to watch it because I'm kind of all Judd Apatow'd out, but what, my favorite human being in the world right now is this actress, well, comedian actress called uh, Claudia O'Darty, and um, she's just fucking hilariously funny, and she's not on much. I think she writes for the Amy Schumer show, and I think she's done. she did some bits on Comedy Bang Bang or whatever, but I'm like, fucking love her. She's, she's cute, and she's hilarious. And is she cute? She's Australian. Yeah, she's cute in that Australian kind of way. Okay. Anyway, so I found out, I found out that she's uh, a character on the show, so I was like, all right, fuck it. I got to watch it. You can sneeze. Go ahead. I'm all right. Um, so I watched the show. Anyway, there was a scene in the first episode of the show. That was the most, tr- it was the truest scene, breakup scene that I've ever seen because I've literally said this before and felt this way before, not too long ago, a couple times. And the thing is, is that the guy is with a girl and they move in with each other. And, uh, and then, and then the girl wants out of the relationship so much that she tells him one night in bed that she cheated on him, right? So then, the, then the, the fight starts and they're breaking up. And, and he says, and she says to him, well, what do you want me to do? And he looks at her and he says, I just want you to fucking die. I just want you to get into your car and get into a fucking car accident and die uh-huh. and not fucking be here anymore and just die and go away. The easy way. And I, and I was like, holy shit, that is the way that I feel, whether I like it or not, about all of my ex-girlfriends. Like, I just, you just want them to disappear like they never existed. I just want them to die. Like, I, you know what? I shouldn't say that. Like, not that you want them to die. Yeah, right. You get the feeling of, I wish I never knew you. Yeah, I just wish they didn't exist. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, I just wish that they weren't around anymore. So you wouldn't have to feel that, that way. That nobody I knew knew them, that they were just gone, right? And I'm not saying that this is a good thing to think, but this is the way I think, mm-hmm. you know? So su- suffice to say that I've never really had a good 
uh, relationship with ex-girlfriends. Now I'm talking serious relationships, like a girl that I had a fling with or whatever. That's fine. There's a bunch of girls out there that I'm friends with that I've been with before and we're all cool. But I'm talking about like the serious fucking relationships. And, um, and uh, I've always done the, the, the immediate like, uh, like I'm not following you on any of your social media and, and I'm, I'm, I'm getting re- I'm not talking to your fucking parents anymore. And most of your friends who I didn't like anyway, I'm fucking I'm, I'm not talking to, you know, like I just want to distance myself from you as much as possible. Now, that being said, I'm trying to be a better person. I'm trying to wipe this fucking rice over here. You see I what I'm you. saying? Um, so the other day, uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact, was my ex fiance Carla's birthday. So I decided that I was going to be a nice dude. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, I, um, she, she's, uh, you know, she's, a, she's, the girl's a sweetheart, you know, like I, there's whatever our personal problems aside, she's a very nice, caring person. And she, my birthday was a few weeks ago and she texted me on my birthday and said, Hey, hope everything's well. Happy birthday. I said, Hey, thanks. Um, and then so yesterday I was like, you know what? I'm going to be nice and I'm going to text her for her birthday, which is something that old Devin would have never, ever, ever done. Ever. I probably would have sat home and thought, man, I hope she dies on her birthday. You know? So um, so I text her. Wait, real quick. Yeah. Now, would old Devin not have texted her on her birthday thinking that because you, she texted you on your birthday, that's one up for old Dev? And yes. Let's just leave it at that. Yes. I'm going to hold on to the ball and go home. Hand. Yeah. Yes. No, you're, you're 100%. You, you, you knocked it out of the fucking park. And I know that that is an immature way to think. I know that. But I do feel that way. Like, okay, well, yeah, obviously you're still texting me, but I don't, I don't care enough mm-hmm. about you to text you, that kind of thing. Yeah. Totally immature. I'm in swing my, my dick around and go home. <laughs> right. I'm in my fucking third, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, like, I'm sorry. Like, I would have texted you on your birthday, but I was too, too busy banging fucking hot chick. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, stupid male shit, right? Yeah, yeah. So I was like, no, I'm not going to be that way. I'm trying to change. Uh, I, I don't, I don't think that I'm looking to have an active uh, friendship with this girl. Like, I don't, I don't care for us to be buddies and, and hang out and talk about our lives and shit. Yeah. However, I also don't want to be mean. So I, so anyway, I text her. I said, "Happy birthday." Um, and I know that this chick, uh, one of her main hangups, one of her main things that that she has a problem with, and I think that it had a lot to do with our situation. Is uh, she she her age? She has a problem with getting older. Oh, and so you know she's turning forty seven years old. So no, <laughs> no. I got really confused. <laughs> you really thought that for a second? I didn't really think it, but I was like, "What?" No, nah, <laughs> no, yeah, no. But she's you know she's getting she's getting in her early thirties, and in 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 her defense, most women freak out when they're when they're in their early thirties. Oh yeah, especially yeah. if they're not married and and doing the things that they think society should do anyway. Mm-hmm. So I thought the really nice thing to do would be to say, I, I, I put in a little side note, a little postscript, if you will, and I said, hey, don't freak out about 31. It's just a number, right? And uh, I thought that was great. And so uh, I, I went on with my day. I didn't even think about it. And then I got a text back like maybe a half hour later, and this is what bothered me about it and totally sunk me back into the fucking, I wish this chick would just die thing, <laughs> is that she said, thanks, Devin. This girl has never ever once called me Devin. Okay. never ever ever i don't i, I don't you call you dev she called me dev just okay. like all everybody's close to yeah. me calls me dev yeah. right now of course we're not together anymore so i didn't expect her to text me back and be like thanks baby doll well now let me defend her when you're done with your point okay but it, so i saw this as one of two things uh one she she got a text from me which is rare i don't text her you know and uh and she and this might be putting too much effort into myself, but she was like, she like probably even like text her best friend like, how do I respond to this? And they and they they might have been like, well, you know, make sure that it's not too personal or something like that. Or her herself just now doing the thing that I would have done and feeling like she had the hand tried to come back with the informal, I mean, the formal fucking address of it, you know what I mean? To kind of show like, like I'm thanking you. However, you're just a distant person that I don't, you know, I don't know, you know, that kind of thing. And, and I know that I'm totally overthinking this, mm-hmm. but I'm, but I'm just being honest. Like we've, we've sworn to be on this, on this show that I felt all good about myself. Like I'm texting this bitch for her fucking birthday. And like, I'm proud of myself for doing it. And then I got back basically what would be the first line of like a fucking inviting me for a job interview. And I, <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, 
this fucking bitch. I'm never, you know what I mean? Like I got mad. I, I haven't even thought about this chick or been mad about our situation in months or half a year or whatever. And, it, and I was just like, Devin, Devin, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Okay. What I was going to say in her defense is now I don't know Carla like you do. Uh, this might be giving her way too much credit because as soon as I say this, you're just going to be like, no way, because it is giving her too much credit. But I know that, you know, when there's an ex floating about that I talk, still talk to or whatever, I do call them by their full name in a flirtatious kind of way. It's a, it no, is, you're giving Carla way I'm, too much I credit. knew yeah, I yeah, was yeah. going to, yeah, yeah. but I, I do use their full name, but in, it's a flirt. It's not a, it's not a condescending way. It's a flirt. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah, no, I don't. But I, I've never, I've never had black rice with an ex. <laughs> We've never shared a plate of black. You, you don't have one ex-girlfriend that you guys just completely hate each other? No, not a one. Really? Not a one. That's weird. I know. I, I, I admit that I'm very immature in my breaking up in relationships, but it's the only, I just don't want them to be around. I just don't, you know what I mean? Well, they're never around. I mean, because I'm also Mine not a world are. combiner. I don't combine worlds. Yeah, I know. That's a, that's a big... Uh, I've learned that lesson. I'm never doing it again. That's a big thing. I'm not even like, like like uh, like I might have a fucking girlfriend right now. You motherfuckers aren't going to know about <laughs> it. Seriously. Until the day I decide to get married, if and I ever Niagara decide to get married. Yeah, right. I'm fucking... One day you guys are all going to get shit in the, in the mail and be like, come to this place and you're going to see me get married to a girl that you've never met before. And then we're going to walk off. Children. We're going to walk off into the distance and you're never going to fucking meet her again. Like, that's it. My wedding day and it's out. I don't blame you, man. That's welcome to my life. I can't. <laughs> and then I'm going, me, her, and our two and a half children are going to get a house and then I'm going to ask my children to do their homework. And when they say no, I'm going to go outside and dig their fucking graves. <laughs> Here lies Dev Dog Jr. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, man. Like when I would see like you got your, you know, my friend's girlfriend's talking to one of my girlfriends. I would break out into a cold sweat. Like, are they going to be friends? Are they going to be hanging out? This is just fucking my world completely. And then they make plans to hang out. I'm like, why? Why are you friends? This makes no sense at all. You, uh, yeah. You know? No, I know. You got to like join the cult of girlfriends. It's fucking, you have friends. You don't need new ones. This last one, this last one was like, was like, it kind of all made sense because it, like it, I was, you know, I was in my late twenties when we started dating and everybody else was already wifed up or about to be wifed up. So mm-hmm. in our in our small group of friends, the, it, it, like if you were going to hang, if I wanted to go hang out with any of my close friends, it was going to be in a couple situation. Yeah. So I had no choice to not bring this chick around. Right. You and know she I mean? was friends with the girls that the friends were with. Kinda, right? kinda. There was but, yeah. There was a couple, right? There was one, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. But you know. But anyway, there was no stopping her becoming friends with the whole group, and exactly. it made sense because it looked like we were going to stay with each other, and we were all one big happy fucking family, and that's yeah. fine, you know. But I've learned that's my when lesson. The chirping begins. I've learned. Yes, I've learned my lesson. That's <laughs> clucking. It's never happening again. None of my friends are ever meeting anybody that I'm serious about. I don't blame you, man. I mean, these fucking the these chickens come home to roost. These fucking <laughs> stupid Central Jersey sluts that I'm throwing around. Yeah, you guys can hang out with them. That's fine. Yeah, uh, yeah you won't see them next week. And I'm probably well. I'm a little ashamed of some of them anyway. <laughs> Some of them I don't want you guys to see just because of what they look like. <laughs> Call every single one of them Carla. <laughs> Carla one, Carla two. That's what their gra- their tombstones on their grave are going to say. <laughs> We've got real black rice in this last 10 minutes. I know, I know. Let's bring it back to white. Anyway, and and I told that story not as an like not to say that she's a bad person or anything. It's more an indi- indication of how fucking nuts I am when it comes to that shit and how we'll I've been find this all out soon. How I've been my whole life and it it was I saw when I saw Devin I was like what the fuck kind of mind game bullshit is this? <laughs> now it, it, in her, again in her defense she probably could have just said it maybe she typed Devin it autocorrected. Autocorrect, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I I'm, I'm not saying that she Autocorrect did, likes to say your name too. She, Devin. <laughs> Devin. <laughs> What's up, Devin? But um yeah, I don't know. That's all. I'm I'm just a maniac when it comes to that shit. It's all right, but I think it gets a lot crazier than that. I'm sure out there, Dev. I think I'm gonna go back to Devin. the I'm gonna go back to the uh, non-communique, no texting on birthdays, fucking thing. I think that's your best route. Tried it, didn't like it. Going back to it. <laughs> Thought about it. Still want to stab her. <laughs> <laughs> Still want to dig her grave. Oh man. Um, I wonder how shallow Merle and Gigi's graves were. Like you think Dad went six feet deep. 
if he was digging them so much, probably not. Like, was he di- <laughs> was he digging them and then refilling them and then and then freshly <laughs> had digging them again, heart. or did he dig like a foot and then the next time dig a foot lower and then the next time dig a foot lower? I don't lower? know. I would love to know. Out, out in the shed in Vermont, <laughs> that's just creepy enough. Yeah, totally. Any shed in Vermont. <laughs> Or Vermont. Actually, Vermont's pretty fucking awesome. They got maple syrup and places to swim and shit. That's it. (laughs) And Ben and Jerry's. I like nature. I like Ben and Jerry's. Yes, I like Ben and Jerry's as well. Can't turn that ice cream black. (laughs) Anyway, we are getting to the end of the show. Anything else you want to say before we get on the fuck out of here? Nah, man. I need a lozenge and a nap. Yeah. uh, you've, You've gotten me sick. I'm sorry. You came into A5, A5 Five Studios <laughs> through the wires <laughs> like the fucking outbreak monkey and fucking just totally destroyed everything. And I, from when we started this show to now, I feel my chest starting to cave in and close. <laughs> the monkey on my back's got the flu. <laughs> yeah, every you come in with a different monkey every time. Sometimes it's a heroin monkey. Sometimes it's an outbreak monkey. Sometimes it's the fucking monkey from Jungle Book. I'm sitting here looking like fucking what's that dude's name? And he's on the airplane like dead. And the kid comes over. And he's like, and that outbreak. <laughs> Dustin Hoffman. No, he's a Jew, but not Dustin. <laughs> Bernie Sanders. No, damn. Oh, Patrick Dempsey. Oh, okay. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sitting here looking like Pat. You're looking a little Patrick Dempsey. Yeah. Anyway, I hope you feel better. Thanks. Um, and I hope everybody at home. Oh, I hope you fight the illness. I hope everybody at home appreciates the fact that we made up an episode when we missed a night. Because yeah. that's how much we care about you, the A High Five listeners, that we took time out of our busy, unemployed, drug abusing schedules <laughs> to sit in a room for an hour and talk about. A dead punk rock guy's father digging graves. Black rice. <laughs> That's the love that we have for you. Um, if you listen to the Awkward High Five podcast and you have not gone on iTunes and written a review yet, please do so. That helps us out a lot. Plus, once we have 100 of them, we're going to throw a big party where Rich is going to swallow fish and wear women's underwear and what all the other things that you uh-huh. said you were going to do. Sit down to a nice plate of rice. Yes. Um, also, fo- or black, follow on us on. We, we have. We cannot get people to follow us on Twitter. It's just, uh, people don't tweet anymore, right? No, I don't know. I don't know if it's a dead art kids, or whatever. Do we have to like start Snapchatting or something like Let's that? Let's do something. We're gonna come out with videos soon. Anyway, if you want to follow us, we're on Twitter, awkward hi five. We're also on Instagram, we're on Facebook. Just follow us. Tell your fucking friends about us. Uh, but mostly important, still listen and come back, and we will be here in a few short days. Thanks for listening to the Awkward High Five podcast. For more episodes, visit awkwardhighfive.com.